This is Dream Chasers with Adam Coswell. Dream Chasers, what's going on? This is Adam, and I want to share this client success story from Raise Masters with you. If you're not familiar with Raise Masters, they are the sponsor of this show. You can go to raisemasters.com for more information. I help run the mastermind alongside the GOAT himself, Hunter Thompson. Anyways, this interview we did with uh, one of our clients recently, Greg Hebner, who is smashing it and off to the races in regards to his capital raising business, health, wealth, and beyond. So check this one out. It's awesome. Happy to share it here with you. Let's get to it. What is up? Capital Raising the Building. Welcome back. We have a crazy, awesome success story today from one of our clients in Raise Masters, which is uh, Greg Hubner, which we're excited to talk to you. But before we jump into all that, Adam, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, so I, I really thought we needed to bring Greg on here today. I had a call with him recently. And before I even got clear on how much capital he's raised, say, for example, since joining Raise Masters, I was like, dude, you look good. You slimmed down. Uh, how, how many how many pounds have you lost? And we went to find out that he's going on this reconstructive journey, and it's just no surprise that the money's coming with it. So really looking forward to having Greg here. Dude, I mean, I'm a big fan of that. Before we even jump into capital raising side of this, Greg, welcome. I would love to hear more about your journey, what led you to this call today, and then we can talk about real estate and capital raising and all that fun stuff as well. Yeah, sure. Great, Hunter and Adam. Just uh, very blessed to be with you guys and and just part of the entire Raise Masters team and everything like that. So yeah, so I've, I've gotten a couple coaches. Obviously, Raise Masters was one of those at the end of last year. And kind of going with Adam, just needed to uh, get, a, get a health coach. I've always been sports, always working out. Knew that tr- nutrition was the, uh, the missing piece to that and just needed that accountability. More so than um, myself or my wife or my kids could, could really do for, for me for that. And so, yeah, so I've dropped about 40 pounds or so, feeling great. I mean, I think, you know, I feel like I um, have reduced 10 years of age in my life and everything. So, no, it's just been great. And just kind of one of those things that has been perpetrating throughout my life recently is, you know, kind of how you do anything is how you do everything. And and that just kind of goes with uh, the capital raising side things too, you know. People notice the change, they notice the energy, they notice the influence. And while we want to be excited towards the capital raising thing, but they know that there's fundamental changes going on throughout my entire life. They see the relationship changes that my wife and I are having or that I'm having with my teenage kids right now and how they kind of want to be around me and not separated from me. So that's just, it, it, it all bleeds together. It's not just a siloed effect or anything like that. Dude, facts. I, number one, I appreciate you sharing that yeah. stuff with us. And it's like, it's just so much more important. But at the same time, sometimes I think about it like that. I'm thinking it's it's an incorrect way of thinking about it because it's like, oh, that's so much more important than what we're going to talk about today. It's like, no, they're all together. Like, this is your life. I think the myth of this like separation of like working out and raising money, for example, or nutrition or energy and raising money, it's like, well, why do you want to raise money? to spend time with your family, to live a free and fulfilling life, to be able to take time off when you, it's like, well, dude, without your health, this stuff doesn't even matter at all. I mean, it's totally inconsequential. And by the way, if you're watching this and you don't agree, it means you haven't had a a struggle with health. Cause once that happens, you're, Hey, take it all, (laughs) take it all. Right. Okay. So let's jump into this. Let's talk about how you do one thing is how you do everything, or at least a reflection of that. Let's walk us through your attitude when it comes to this stuff. How did you attack the capital raising side of the business? And just from a context standpoint, can you 
talk about how your business is structured just so we all know and we're all on the same page. Yeah. So, I mean, I really started as an operator and, and I was part of a, a couple of partnerships prior to doing Raise Masters. I was much more on the operational side of things. And I knew the missing piece was raising capital. So that's kind of how I found you guys and, and how I could join Raise Masters and everything to kind of put it all together. So I am uh, an owner, operator, capital raiser at heart. And I, I love the business side of things. I love putting a deal together and trying to figure out how to make it work. And, you know, using debt as a strategic item and not necessarily as just a component that's out there. And, and I, enjoy, I enjoy team building. So that obviously goes with the team that performs the operation, but it also extends out to my investor group. That they're part of my team. I, I, a lot of my investors have seen the changes within me, you know, and they, they want to be a part of that. And if they ask, I help out whether that's from a financial perspective or a health perspective or even a family perspective. It's because of the momentum. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's, it's all circular. Yeah. So you can you circle down or you can circle up. I choose to go up. Right. And most successful driven people share that. So when they see someone with that momentum, they want to be around it. Dude, how can I learn from you? How can I help you? Is there anything I can do to keep that going faster? And then the reciprocity starts to take place. So owner, operator, capital raiser, um, walk us through like your pre, like before joining Raise Masters, what was the typical capital raising process like? And then we can talk about some of the changes you've made, you know, over the last 12 months. Me, myself, and I. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to do a lot for myself, obviously using uh, uh, debt as a strategic element. Did raise a couple hundred thousand from my parents uh, twice, basically a hundred thousand each time, and did one from a buddy of mine as well. So, I, I mean, I'd raised maybe 250,000 before this. Wow. And, I mean, that's, that's really about it. And, and just because I, I wanted to own or operate, I was not necessarily conservative in nature, but I didn't want the burden of being responsible to somebody else either. I had a W-2 job, lived overseas for part of that as well. I mean, I had a lot of, and raising small kids and, and just a lot of other things that I didn't want that added stress of that burden on top of me. Cool. All right. Well, what was the, I was just wondering, what, what was the breaking point? When were you like, all right, let's do it? When I finally joined a couple of partnerships and I saw the benefit of it and my mentality came for, to growing the pie. It changed to growing the pie. I wanted to grow the pie for all. Even though it might have been a smaller slice of a pie, it was still going to be a bigger amount in totality of the, of the returns of the dollars coming in that I would earn versus trying to do everything myself. I couldn't scale to the level of getting to a 29-unit or a 52 unit or looking at a 78 unit comfortably, like actually thinking like I can raise the money for this and it wouldn't necessarily be an issue instead of just walking the property and, you know, having a conversation with a broker and then never calling them again, you know, actually being confident that, yeah, this is something I could do this. Yeah. This is no problem at all. Totally. Okay. So you start to hear, you start to, well, first of all, you have success with your own capital at first. And you're like, okay, I like real estate. I'm all in on the sector, but I must scale. I owe it to myself. I owe it to the potential investors I may have to help them get money out of the stock market, get some really low risk cash flow focused stuff. And then when you join Raise Masters, what are some of the tweaks either mentally? Because I know it's not all me, right? I give you my perspective, but we got 300 active members. There's people doing things I've never done. What were you more drawn to and what did you start to implement? So, so right around the same time, or just a little bit before, it was really about growing the pie. So it was really networking. 
and, and networking with other capital raisers and, mm. and trying to glean little niches from them. To be honest, I haven't partnered with anybody there, but they've given me tips. I've given them tips. And the, the partnership, quote unquote, will just happen organically, which is what you want. It. You don't want to force it or anything like that. And so that's what I really think happened at our last event was we deepened those relationships. We're having continued conversations and something's just going to happen naturally, which is fantastic. That wouldn't have happened. You know, wouldn't have been able, that would not have been possible or anything like that. So I, I think really that change was just really being comfortable, having those types of conversations, being comfortable talking about money, being, able, being comfortable talking about being able to be a partner in, in some way, shape or form. Obviously having a track record behind me helped, but I don't think that's necessarily a requirement. You can, you can take other skill sets, take skill sets you glean from other businesses and apply them to real estate, just like you can do from real estate and apply them to how you treat your kids or how you go out and engage with another service provider or anything like that. Totally. So you had raised about 200,000, a quarter million dollars. Yep. Now, what's your total raise to date? 2.2 million. Kaboom. 10 yeah. That's a trophy. That's a trophy. That in the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, and, it, and, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't even, it has nothing to do about the money, has nothing to do about hitting a target of, of half a million or exceeding or anything like that. It's, it's really about just finding a good deal and putting together a plan and sharing that plan and getting people to buy into you. That's, that's really what it's about. They're, they're, they're buying you and hoping that your success and your energy will help them along the way. Agreed. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Adam. Just dropping in. Quick note, remember to check out raisemasters.com. That's raisemasters.com. They are our sponsor for the show. And just wanted to remind you, hey, if you're looking to take your life to the next level in regards to raising capital and be known as a person in your circle who snaps their fingers and makes the money appear, look no further. This is the mastermind for you. If it's not you, no worries. But again, if it's you, go to raisemasters.com. Now, back to the show. How do you go about doing that? Like, what was the tweak? Obviously, you had to get that confidence that you were worthy of accepting investor capital. But then, how do you cater those conversations? And how do those conversations take place? Is that phone calls? Is that texting? Is that emails? Like, where do you get? To go from, because that's so many people watching this right now are like, maybe they've done one or two deals. They've raised a couple hundred thousand, but they're like, that was a lot of work. I don't want to work 10 times harder to go from quarter million to 2.5 million. What do you say to them? And how did you do it? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, like, you know, you, you don't want to, you want to go 10X in quantity, but you don't want to go 10X in effort or anything. And so you, you just kind of learn along the way. So you want to try to cater to everyone we're all nice people. We're all genuine. And we want to try to cater to everyone. But, but you soon learn after burning the midnight candle for so much that you just can't do that. So you start to put together presentations and recording them and then just sending those out. You still got to have some conversations, but those conversations are much more targeted on very specific questions. Yeah. And so I take those questions, I take my responses, and then I share those with everybody. So, so it's, a, it's a second webinar. It's another FAQ. Just to number one, keep people in the loop on what's going on. And number two, those questions from the investor's perspective are generating other questions that maybe I should be asking myself, or they're very similar to other questions that somebody else might have, but it you know, just doesn't want to ask me for whatever reason. And it just then goes to show that number one, I'm always willing to share 
and that I really do understand this business. Whether, whether, I mean, we had one property, we found out a lender didn't give us a loan on it. And we had to scramble for a, for a new lender because the property had needed flood insurance. And this lender just doesn't like those types of properties. Mm. And unfortunately, we missed that in our due diligence process. Just straight up missed it. And I, I, said my, I told my investors that. And they all stuck with me. Because I was just truthful and honest. And just like, I missed it. We're going to figure it out. It's a little bit of a blow to the operational plan. But I figure out how to generate money, how to generate revenue for a property. And this is just what's going to happen. And it's just being that confident in that and having a little bit of a track record behind you doesn't hurt. Of course. But of course. just being confident and being honest that people are going to stick with you. It's so rare these days for that to happen that people, that people just want to gravitate towards that. For sure, man. And you know, one thing that we do harp on just constantly, I do podcasts about this every week, like half the modules are about this topic, which is if you can build a brand where the buy-in of your clients is so high, you can become infinitely pivotable and uncancelable and asset class agnostic and risk profile agnostic. It sounds silly, but you want to build a business which isn't impacted by anything other than you. Right. So what happens if you have clients that trust you that really, and I don't mean no like and trust nonsense that doesn't get us anywhere. I'm talking about ride or die. You know what I mean? Meaning interest rates are rising. I don't care. Hunters got it. That has to be the energy. So all the content you create, all the conversations you have, if you allow your clients to have something to bite into in terms of your personality, your brand, you have a far more potentially lucrative business and a business that's not going to go through these massive cycles. Now, on the other side of that, in only, the only way to actually accomplish that is to be willing to niche down to some degree, to be yourself, to draw a line in the sand and say, they're over here and I'm over there. Even if it's something as simple as saying, your financial advisor has lied to you. Like it is not viable for you to simply invest in the S and P and then rely on the cash flow from dividends. You're going to have to have thirty million dollars to be able to do that. What are some of the steps that you took to have those really high buy-in conversation with clients, so that when that hurdle did come up, which is just a, in the world of real estate, that's an everyday hurdle. I'm not saying that wasn't hard. I'm sure in the middle of the night you woke up a couple of times. What was going to happen? But like. Now, in retrospect, you realize that's the name of the game. You do three deals. One of them is going to have something like that in there. What are some of the ways that you position yourself like that to have that high buy-in from your investor base? Yeah, I, th I think it's, you know, kind of overall just goes with acting with integrity, acting with character. I think that's just fundamental. People can just smell, smell that that doesn't happen. They can, they, they, they can both... They can both see it right away, the way that you walk and the way that you initiate yourself in the conversation. And, and also, if you don't do that right away. So I think that's just kind of first and foremost. I, totally I think, agree. yeah, and I think outside of that, then it's it's probably more investor investor specific in terms of what they really want. So so being able to peel that onion a little bit and really getting down to okay, they they want they want freedom, they want they want cash flow, et cetera, et cetera. But like, why? You know, are, are do they do they have an alien parent that they're that they want to try to do something with, or or are they um, is, is their wife pregnant? You know, are they about to be a new parent and like just kind of freaking out a little bit and want some more stability underneath it? Or, uh, you know, is it a health situation for themselves? And so I, I think just understanding what that actually is for them and actually showing a little bit of compassion, I think just goes a long way too. From there, I really preach 
growing the pie that this is a partnership, like I kind of mentioned earlier, as well as uh, the tax advantages of real estate. And I try not to get people's tax returns or anything like that. But if we do have some of those kind of conversations, we'll maybe just scratch it down on a piece of paper and show that, hey, this is how you could potentially save some money. I'm not a tax advisor, not a legal advisor or anything like that, but you can at least take this stick and scratch piece of paper and go show your account and say, what if? And if your accountant can't, ask, can't answer what if on a previous year's tax return, maybe you need to find a little bit different advisor that can hypothesize with you a little bit. That's kind of where I leave it. So that way it's off of my plate from that perspective. And then it just comes down to the actual property itself. Doesn't make a good, you know, it doesn't make sense financially. And then timing, you know, maybe you got an active deal. Maybe, maybe you don't, which is fine too. You can pitch a past deal. You can talk about a past deal that you did or just a hypothetical deal. But then it just comes down to timing, I feel. And no, no, no is not a no. It's just not right now. Totally. And especially if you have back-end automations that will continue to follow yeah. up with the person, you'll be able to capture that when the time is right. But you don't want yourself to be the one that has to remember, I should have forgot that guy. I talked to him nine months ago. No, you got to have some back-end. And that's a big part of, of what we talk about as well. Okay, dude, I am so freaking happy for you. This is awesome. You got to apply for your trophy. Get the $1 million yeah. trophy and the next yeah. one will be the five. We'll link to that. We'll link to you to that. In just Greg, a Greg bit. also might've been the first success story that we've done that directly referenced the Raise Masters retreat in the fall, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Could you give like a 30 second recap of, of what that experience was like for you? Yeah, I don't know if I knew 30 seconds, but um, it was just incredible. I, I mean, it, 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 was, it was just so nice to be with a very specific like-minded group of individuals. It was not a pitch session. It was all giving. The information was just incredible. I got my book over here. I look at it once a week because just something pops out at me. Just like, oh, we talked about that there. And and so, no, the the caliber of the individuals there was just fantastic. And the level of giving that was there is just out of this world. Everyone was there to share. Everyone was there to provide helpful feedback. And, and that's what we get in the Slack channel too with Race Masters. I mean, there's, there's not a question that goes unanswered very, for totally. very long. Totally. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I, you, you, I feel bad because I can't keep up with it. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, just, there's so much. There's so much out there. You really have to put it through your filter in terms of what you really want to, to know about and who you want to contact and everything like that. For sure. But your questions are getting answered. No human being oh, yeah. is going to capture all of it. But the question is, if you need to know how to structure a deal, that's like a 30-minute response type of thing. And as you probably know, we recently up, updated our capital raising coaching to now it's five times a week. So it's like, if you want to talk to somebody like an elite, like 10 million, 25, 50 million raise kind of personality, 25 hour, 24 hours away, totally insane. We're so happy to give back to our community. And I've been to a lot of events, man. And I agree that retreat. When I saw the people that had bought tickets, I was like, this may be like my favorite thing I've ever worked on. This is people are going to be so overwhelmed, not because of me or whatever, just because of like, look, at, somebody asked me, someone had joined right before that retreat. So they joined and then like three days later attended and they were like, Hey, I'm like, I'm a mover and shaker. I just want to know like, who are like some of the real heavy hitters in this group? And I was like, I was like, well, like that, like, I was like, looking. I was like, dude, like, just go talk to somebody. Like you're going to be fine. So, okay. Before we jump off, Number one, thanks a ton for doing this. I, I'm so great that you could share your story with our audience. It's absolutely awesome. Before we do though, let the listeners know how they can learn more about you, your company, connect with you on social media, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. So I run a, a firm called Ethos Capital Ventures. It's Ethos C V Capital uh, 
charlievictor.com, ethostv.com. Um, my contact information is out there and everything like that. Yeah, just looking forward to connect. Obviously, for the existing group, I'm all I'm on um, the Slack channel and everything like that too. So cool. What would you say? Someone's like on the fence. It's like I've heard about this. It's probably a scam. Like, what do I do? What would you say to them? Just do it. I mean, it's it's <laughs> fantastic. I mean, it, it's, if you haven't made the choice based on the market material and after talking to Adam and and everything like that, then you know it's just not right for you, which is fair enough. But if, if you talk to Adam and, and you're on the fence and, and you want to do it, but your gut's telling you, I don't know, like, do it, jump in. Let's go for it. Facts. Make a commitment. Money follows speed, confidence. Yeah. Like, I, we just did this number. I'll have to quote this again a billion times. I'm just super happy with it. We just surveyed our audience. Our members have now raised $176 million since joining. Since joining. And by the way, that doesn't include me. So, like, that's 100% from our members. And the average after, like it's raised masters is a 12 month mastermind. The average after six months, people that have, well, I should say this more carefully, people that have been in the group six months or longer, the average is 4.6 million. Dude, that's like, that represents like a 10X, 20X return on their investment, at least from my perspective. So if you're on the fence, the numbers don't lie. The FTC will come after me if I lie just then, it's a fact. And uh, we wanna give you access to the stuff. There's no good in my head. So we'll link to that stuff later below. Uh, you're awesome. We'll talk soon, buddy. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Thanks Greg. Peace. Thank you once again for investing your most valuable resource with us here today, your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and leave a five-star review right below. Smash the five-star button, whatever it may be, wherever you're tuned in go ahead and leave us that rating and review really helps with the overall SEO and visibility of the show. And do you like books? If you don't, do you know someone who likes books? Well, good news. I'm working on my first book right now. It's been a long time in the making and I just realized what the heck, why have I not plugged this yet on the podcast? So if you would like to stay up to date on all of the updates tied to the release of my first ever book, go ahead and head over to carswell.io. That's C-A-R-S-W-E-L-L. That's my last name, carswell.io. And drop your email address in there and you will be on the list to receive updates as we get ready to launch this book. And yes, I say this book because we're not quite there on the title yet. So Really looking forward to getting it out there to you guys. And again, if you want updates on my progress, the book and everything, Adam Carswell, Dream Chasers, moving forward, just head over to carswell.io, drop your email address in there, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. And remember, take it to the next level.